You're still here. I thought I was waiting on me, but I guess I'm not. That'd be a joyful noise for real. <laughs> Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. How many of you all are going to watch the Chiefs this afternoon? Yes. Yeah. That's a big game they've got this afternoon, right? Yes. When did you think they started working on that game? Today? They've been working on it all week. As soon as they knew who they were going to play, they started working on that game. Is that right? Yes. Is, we have 2019 coming up. Yes, well, you, you, when are you going to start working on 20, 2019? This is the last Sunday in 2018. So we're going to start working on 2019 this Sunday. So when we go into next Sunday, we're ready to go. Now here, remember last year, well, that's not last year. We've been talking about editing ourselves, right? In your life, you need to edit yourself. And so what we're going to do is take 2018 and we're going to edit ourselves. Just like a football team goes into a game. They, at the last game they play, they edit themselves and they find out what the mistakes are, where they need to improve at. Doesn't that make sense? We, we need to do our life the same way. We need to go over 2018 and edit ourselves. There's been some good, but there's been some bad. There's been some right moves, but there's been some wrong moves. So we're going to edit ourselves to make those wrong moves right moves. Does that make sense? And so one of the things that hurts us, now I'm talking about us as the, when I say church, I'm not talking about just Christ Temple North. This is the building and the, uh, uh, Christ Temple. Christ, the church is the body of Christ. So it doesn't matter if you belong to Christ Temple North or not, you're in the body of Christ. One of the things that, if, I don't know if some of you have been seeing it lately, and if you've paid attention, the church is getting too much like the culture. So sometimes if you watch TV and you have a religious station, if you would turn the sound down, you would know if it was a church performance or if it was a worldly performance. Right. Does that make sense? I, you know, I, I'm a, I've never seen a commercial. I'm, I don't see commercials. I just kind of flip through. And so, and I have my old Western channels. I'm talking about the black and white ones, all right? Not color black and white, the black and white on TV, all right? And, uh, and I had, I, I'm into those old westerns, you know, where you can shoot up in the air and somebody falls down because it's not bloody and all that. Well, before I can get to them, there's all of these um, other stations. And so sometimes when I'm flipping through them and I'm like, they allow that to be on TV now? You see, because you got all those music stations, right, with the Christian music and all this. And so what we've done is we have gotten caught up into our culture. Now, I'm just talking here at Christ. Now I'm talking about Christ Temple North Temple as y'all's pastor. And I was watching one day, and this, this preacher had his skinny jeans on with the whole things in them, you know, the pastor, and uh, with no socks on. But I hear that's a new thing, that the young men, millenniums, is that what they call them? They don't wear socks and just shoes. I guess it's, uh, you don't have to pay for socks or wash them. But, uh, but I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, you know, everybody ain't got the body for that. <laughs> you see, some things are an ideal that need to stay what? An ideal. You see what I'm saying? So, but, but I look at it, it's because we're conforming. See, what people are saying is they're doing things like that to draw young people in. Well, they're not giving young people credit. There's some young people who still have and want the same, the discipline. Does that make sense? And uh, if I'm struggling in my life, I don't want to go looking for somebody struggling in their life. 
Does that make sense? I want somebody to lead and guide me that's got a little bit different going on. So the culture thing is, and some of the, and we've been watching it, even some of the language that has been used in, in the culture is totally different than some of us grew up. So but what does the Bible say about us trying to, and I know some, there's some young people in here, and, and I think this thing is now, I didn't grow up this way because we just had to wear and eat what was at the table and wear what they bought you. And uh, we, and, uh, you know, style, I know styles and all of this thing. And there's nothing wrong with looking nice, wearing nice clothes that look good on you. Because <laughs> yeah, there's some things, on what's some things they call them? I call them dummies, but they call them, I like dummies better. But anyway, on the mannequins, they look good on that mannequin, but makes you look like a dummy if you put it on. <laughs> Because that's a culture thing. Does that make sense what I'm talking about? And so when you know who you are in Christ, you don't have to follow what other people are doing. You're going to do what's right in the eyesights of God. And so let's see if I'm right about culture. Romans 12 and 2 from the message. It tells us, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. So it's, the Bible tells us to don't, don't get so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into your culture without thinking. Because your culture, there are languages and there are things that the culture does that's not befitting to a Christian. That's just plain and simple. All right? And it's okay to, you know, it's okay to, you can go someplace where other people are into that, but you can still stay who you are. Do you understand? You see, like, uh, I can go in anywhere. And guess why? I can come out the same way I went in there. Now, if you can't come and go in there and can't come out the same way you, you know, went in there, and you wind up be dealing and acting and talking like the folks in there, then you don't need to be going up in there. Isn't that right? Because you're trying to fit into their culture. Does that make sense? All right. And culture is the belief customs of a particular society, group, or place. See, so I'm not trying to fit into any certain society, group, or place. No. When I walk in, I want to be Johnny Fields, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to fit in with the group. And it's a very difficult, for, especially for younger people, because they're really trying to fit in. Let me tell you something. Some of you uh, will never, don't ever forget what I'm getting ready to tell you. Listen to me very carefully. Every young person in here. When you try to fit in with another group, you lose yourself. And the most important person is who God created you to be. Don't you lose yourself trying to fit in with somebody else. Right? God created you to be who you are. Your size and all that stuff. We can lose weight and all that stuff and work out and get fit. But I'm talking about who you are. Don't lose who you are trying to fit in with somebody else. Because you can lose, once you lose your heart and you try to fit in with somebody else and you get tired of that, it's a long way back. Come on, somebody say amen to that. All right? And that don't matter what age you are. Do not try to fit in with, with folks that's going to try to change who you are. If you're a Christian, you're going to be a Christian no, no matter where you go. Isn't that right? That's right. Oh, here we go. Culture is also a way of thinking and behaving in a society with its own beliefs and way of life. There, there are things in the culture that has its own way of, uh, of living and thinking, but not us. We have the mind of who? We have the mind of Christ. Our mind is renewed daily. So if we have the mind of Christ, then we can't be dealing with that way of thinking, that way of processing. 
you see. And, and, and sometimes we get caught up in the news, and I know what's his name, Hunt, Kareem Hunt, is that his name? The young man that got in trouble, yes. uh, uh, you know, and was kicked off the team. Well, you know, the third running back yesterday or the day before yesterday got an $8 million contract that took his place. And he was just so happy. And he said he called his mom and his mama was shouting all over the house. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. I hope this young man got his lesson from somebody else and I'm not trying to fit in there and I'm going to handle my money and handle my discipline and my morals and my principles. You see, sometimes the best teacher is the loser. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you with me? All right. And lastly, culture is also the integrated pattern of human knowledge. And some see some things are human knowledge, and I call that sense knowledge. All right? Sense knowledge comes from your five senses, and you can't get caught up in your senses. You see, now listen to me very carefully, and you'll get it. God gave you five senses for them to serve you. If you're not careful, you will start serving your five senses. Come on here. If you're not careful, you'll start serving your five senses. And you know where that's going to take you. And we ain't got long enough to do a message in where that can take you. Right. You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? But God gave us five senses for them to be serve us. Does that make sense? And so, uh, but see, when you're in your five senses, since I'm here and I'm not getting what I want, when you're in five, your five senses, then you're going to get into the culture thing. But when you have the spirit of the Holy Spirit and your five senses are slaves or servants to your spirit, then you're into the God thing. Does that make sense? All right. You want to live a godly life? Then you can't serve your senses. Your senses have to serve you. You see, people get divorces because of what? Serving their senses, right? That's right. They go to get bankruptcy because of what? Serving their senses. Right? Get, get in addictions. Doing what? Serving them senses, right? And so the, the answer is, the answer is be empowered by the Holy Spirit and allow those senses to be your servants. I can't make it any plainer than that. All right? All right. Besides the pattern of human knowledge, it's also belief and behavior that depends upon capacity for learning and transmitting knowledge to and succeed. In other words, the way you process. You don't want to process out of your senses. You want to process out of what? the Holy Spirit, uh, in your spirit, right? Well, if I would process out of my senses, then I would change the whole Bible. What I would do, if I would process out of my senses, there would be a, the book of Johnny Fields in here. Yes, and you all would be very happy. Because <laughs> it would be very loose and very wild. Huh? But unfortunately, God didn't ask me about anything in there. Do you understand? Because I would be writing what? From my senses. Not now, because I'm, I'm saved. But if I, before I was saved, we would have the book of Johnny Fields, and we would be kicking it. <laughs> and other things. Y'all know what I'm talking about up here. Come on. You see, this is what we're trying to get out of. Mistakes are made from this when we serve the senses. Mistakes are not made when, we under, when the Holy Spirit is leading guidance. The Holy Spirit will never make a mistake, and it doesn't matter how old you are. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. They say that 80, 70 to 80% of the people in the United States of America hate the jobs that they're working. Well, they probably wanted a career to make money. You know what I'm saying? And they're unhappy. They got money, 
but they're unhappy. You see, so everything ain't in that. You see, you understand what I'm saying? But people that are happy are where God has placed them. Because when God places you someplace, you will be pleased at where you're at. Does that understand? Yeah, let's talk about that. When my senses used to make me happy, but the same senses made me sad. You see, the Holy Spirit has never made me sad because it gives me joy. And joy is a spirit quality. Happiness is determined by happenings. Joy is, is a spirit quality, and you can have joy in a bad situation. Does that make sense? All right. Back to Romans 12. Instead of adjusting to our culture, we are to fix our attention on God. I'm not going to adjust to my culture. I'm going to fix my what? Attention. My attention on God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, this is not a culture thing. This is a God thing. You understand? How would God have me to handle this? Can I say it? You going to come back next Sunday? Yes. How would God have me to dress? How would God have me to talk? How would God have me to treat my wife? How would God have me to treat my husband, my siblings? How would God have it? This is about being God here. Does that make sense? All right. How would God help me, have me to, to act in church? Okay, here we go. You still love me? All right. It tells us we will be changed from the inside out. See, God changes us from the inside out. Do you know a lot of people do mean things because things that have happened to them in their life at maybe a younger age, and that anger is still there? Well, God will come in and deliver them from that anger. Yeah, he can. He can take that anger. He can take that guilt, that shame. He takes that, and he moves that out, and he heals you. There's too many broken people in the church, broken folks in the church. Let me tell you, you can talk and sing and praise God until you submit to the Holy Spirit. And, and ask the Holy Spirit to come in and clean your life up, you'll never be happy. You'll never have joy. Do you understand? But you have to edit yourself. There are some things this year that I want to work on in my personal life. The reason I want to work on in my personal life, if my personal life's together, then my pastor life will be all right. Does that make sense? And we're seeing a lot of pastors falling, all kinds of crazy stuff in churches. It's because those people had a title, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit, right? Men that, and women, <clears throat> but it's mostly men. I don't care what denomination it is. It's in every denomination. If when you work, when you are clean from the inside out, you don't molest children. Yeah, I don't care what you see. Anybody can toss a name on you a title on you, but say, I don't want to, I want God to purify me and cleanse me of all my evil ways and evil thoughts so that I can be the man that he would desire me to be. If I'm that guy, then I can be the pastor he desires me to be. Does that make sense? You see, that I can be the husband he desires me to be, the father he desires me to be, the grandfather, in my case, that he desires me to be. You see, do you understand what I'm talking about? So this year, we're going to edit ourselves and clean ourselves up. This is an individual thing. We ain't pointing our finger at anybody else. You see, we want sick people to come. We like Jesus, right? You come to church. You say, you know, these can't come. They can't come. No, all can come unto Christ because the healing, when you have the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Spirit can heal anybody. And guess how you know that? He heals you if you're healed. You ain't, you ain't got to be angry at anybody. You ain't got to be upset at anybody because look where you at and how you living now. All right. Are you with me? All right. We want all this domestic violence and abuse and all this stuff needs to get out. And it's in the church and it needs to get out of the church. All right. We dressed up on Sunday on the outside. But what are you inside? Who are you really? 
That's the issue this morning, all right? All right. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Just what God wants from me, and I want to respond to that. If I respond to what God wants from me, let me tell you something. I can want something from you that you're not capable of doing. But God, what he wants from you, he will supply you with everything you need to be in. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he will. He will give you everything you need. Come on, man. I'm going to talk to the men. Men, he will give us everything we need to be good, solid men. Because, you know, men get a bad rap now because of that percentage of fools that act a fool. And then they look at all of us like we, you see. But no, I'm a God man. You see, so I'm not going to be in that percentage. Does that make sense? Not because I cleaned myself up, because the Holy Ghost cleaned me up. The Holy Spirit cleansed me up to make me a God-man. Then, therefore, I'm qualified to be the other things. Let me tell you something. You're not qualified to be a pastor, preacher, teacher, uh, husband, father, any of these things, men, unless the Holy Spirit qualifies you. Because you can think it, but not be it. But the Holy Spirit will qualify you so when you think it, you can be it. All right? Does that make sense? And so when I look at myself, and I'm talking about me because I don't want to embarrass any of y'all make you mad at me, not really, at me, you know, there, there's some things. Have you ever taken inventory of your life? You see, you take, you take inventory. One of the saddest things happened to me, but it was a good thing that happened to me in this last year. I had to give away a whole lot of suits. Well, I wanted to be healthy. And see, you know, 190 pounds is too much, too much weight for somebody 5'7", you know, for me and a cancer survivor, right? Well, it's a good thing, you know, I lost the weight, but I lost the clothes. <laughs> so, some, so come on here. So sometime to get someplace God wants you to be, you're going to have to lose something. Ah, yeah. You're going to have to lose something to get what he wants you to be. And some of you, and some of you want to hold on to and maybe take them and get them all fixed up so you can steal. But it costs more to get them fixed up than to get something new. And so uh, you want to walk in the new. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And others say some of the things you've been wearing in 2018 don't fit you for 2019. Get rid of it. All right? Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. And and the culture will drag you down to its immaturity. You all know that. Now, I'm going to talk. Don't get mad, young people. Everybody say, I love you, Pastor. Pastor. How can anybody convince somebody to wear their pants off their behind? (laughs) How can you convince somebody to... And pay for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how, do you, how silly and crazy does that look with your behind showing? Right. You, see, you see, if I had some kids, can I talk to y'all? Yeah. If I had some kids and somebody was like that would come visit my daughter, say, you can't because I already see you got your pants already halfway down. You can't date her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And everyone that knows me, doesn't that sound like Pastor Fields? Yes. That's right, because I'm going to be real with this brother. Now, you can't come up in here. You see, but the culture has convinced this brother that he looks good. That's plum crazy. Now, let me tell you something. The culture convinced you to look plum crazy and act immature. Yeah, it can. And the Bible is telling us, don't let the culture cause you to act immature. There are certain things that shouldn't be said. I don't care about rap music. What music. No, there are certain things that women ought to be called and not called. Yeah, and the thing about it is, and y'all need women need to quit dancing to it. Right? And people say, it's all right, but you know that's just our culture. Well, no, we don't live in your culture. We God people, right? Right? Isn't that right? You see? And ladies, can you tell me, you call me what my mama named me, my daddy. Right? You know, they, they millionaires. 
And I was watching, because I like to watch stuff and see how stuff goes. And, and, and so I'm not one of these pastors that looks like, you know, so I was watching Out of Compton. Is that kind of called? Mm-hmm. Out, of Compton? out of Compton? Straight Out of Compton this week and, and showing how them people got rich. Man, that's deep. You can get rich cussing at people and calling folks names and denouncing women and they dancing to it. I'm up here preaching hard and, they, and, and trying to make payments. <laughs> yeah, you see? Brother Rodney, if I had that kind of money them, them rappers get, I could have bought one of them cars you showed me out there, <laughs> out there this week, all right? But you see, the culture has made millionaires, come on here, millionaires out of people, and it's very immature for you to accept what somebody says about you that's out of line, period. It's, it's for you to accept it and for it to be said. So this year, we're we cleaning this mess up, right? Y'all, if, and some of you don't have, everybody's got a child. The Bible says we are mothers and fathers to the home, fatherless, right? We fathers to the fathers, fatherless, mothers to the motherless, right? So we all got children, right? Okay. And we need to teach them that. We're going to edit ourselves, first of all, get our lives cleaned up so we can uh, encourage other people to get cleaned up. Where am I at? At the end of Romans 12, okay. lessons. All right. Uh, God will bring the best out of you. Who's going to bring the best out of you? God. God wants to bring the best out of you. And there's still time. There's still time for God to bring the very best out of you. Someone, one of my classmates asked me, because you know, I'm 72 years old now, and they said, when are you going to retire? I said, I ain't ready to retire now. All I'm doing is stand up talking and, and counseling, you see, because I feel great, I feel good, right? And the best out of me as y'all's pastor, I hope, through the Holy Spirit, has yet to come. Yes, yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see? Because God is not through with me yet. The scripture says he would not start something with you and not finish it and carry it through, right? So God wants what out of you? He wants the best out of you. Now, let me look at me. The culture doesn't want the best out of you. They can't make money off people that are whole. They make money off people that are not whole. Yeah, yeah, right? You remember the woman that had the issues of blood? She says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'm talking about Jesus. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be made what? Right? Do you know that doctors don't want you whole? Bless their heart. Psychologists don't want you whole. Yeah, they can't make no money with you. People don't want you healthy. She gets some whole. She knows where I'm at. You see, folks, no. This system is set up for you to not be whole. Isn't that right? Let me tell you, some churches don't want you whole. Come on, some pastors don't want you whole. Because they figure if you stay sick, you'll stay in the church. Well, I want you all healthy. With good jobs, good tide-paying people. Right. <laughs> Letting God bring the best out of you. When he brings the best out of you, you get the best job. Right? You get the best husband, right? You get the best wife. You become the best husband. You become the best wife, the best father, the best mother, the best son, the best daughter. He was going to bring the best, the best student. He's going to bring this out of you. This is scripture talking. All right? This is, this is a nice pep talk for uh, 2019, isn't it right? All right. And God will also develop well-formed maturity in you. We want to be mature. The same thing that, you know, you can't go by age anymore with maturity. You got 50-year-olds acting like kids. You see, you you understand what I'm saying? You you know, uh, I wanted to go to a certain down on 18th Street because years ago I'd go down 18th Street when it was really popping and jumping down back in the day. I used to kick it, y'all. Everybody look at me like, oh, you know, I wasn't born saved. Y'all do know I wasn't born saved, right? Yes. 
I didn't get saved until I was born again. You understand what I'm saying? So since I wasn't born saved, I was kicking it. And when I mean kicking it, I'm talking about kicking it. Anything I could kick, I was kicking in it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So I wanted to go down there, and I went to say, there's a place called the Juke Joint. It's the Juke Joint, I think it is. So I went, is it the Juke Joint, right? Yeah, so I know some of y'all been there saved, huh? But, <laughs> so I went down, I, I went in to see what was going on because, you know, back in the day, I went with a couple of my friends. Tony was with me and Roger Woods and somebody else was with me. And we're sitting there, and I seen these old guys in there. It's gone, dude. It's over. Still trying to act like the 60s. That's when I grew up in the 60s. It's gone. You look very immature and very stupid. You're 70 years old and older, trying to be something that's gone, right? We don't want to be that in here, right? We don't have no past in here, right? Because we're walking in the newness of Christ, right? So old things pass away and all things become? That's 2019. All right? Here we go. You're right. I probably won't get through this one. This is going to be a part two coming, all right? And that's exactly what we're talking about in Ephesians 4, verse 23 through 24. Now listen to this, Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. And I love this. Go ahead. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. The Bible says we're supposed to be made new where? In the attitude of your mind. So it's okay to tell some folks now when you got it right, you need to get a new attitude. You see, but they, but they can't get a new attitude and allow the whole, unless the Holy Spirit comes in. But we're going to do that here. We're going to have a new, and some of you, we're doing great over here. And I, but, but it's never good enough. You know, I'm going to be like Nick Saban. Y'all know who he is? He's the coach of Alabama. They were winning a football game 56 to like 14 or something, and he was going crazy on the sideline because one of his people got a penalty. And then he went crazy, and the kid tried to walk away, and, and he walked away, and then he came back and got him some more. He didn't care what the score was. Come on, look at me. It doesn't matter what the score is. You don't make mistakes. You don't make ignorant mistakes and ignorant decisions. You don't need to make those things because those things will cost you down the road. Let me tell you something, and I'm glad we have these young faces in here. Anybody under 70 is young. So I'm glad we have all this. <laughs> see, see. You know what they say, uh, 60s is the new 40? Well, 70s is the new 50. That's me, all right? All right. So, so, so what we're talking, so we, we talking about it here is we want a new, a new attitude. Guess what? That old attitude costs you consequences. It's going to cost you. Remember I done a sermon this in 2018? Everything costs, good or bad. All right? So I want my life to be better. I'm going to Ephesians 4, 23 and 24, and it says, be made new in the attitude of your mind. The only way my mind can be that is I have the mind of Christ. The only way I can have the mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit gives me that mind. All right? Yes. And King James says to be renewed in the spirit and, of your mind. Right. So we, we, King James says to be what? Renewed, renewed in the spirit of your mind. Some things need to... To be renewed. Yes. Need to get out of there. We need to get out of there. It's getting molded. Yes. Mildew or whatever that stuff they call it in there. Get out of there. You see, I ain't dealing with no old stuff. I got a new mind, a new attitude, a new mind, Sister Carissa, then I can't deal with that. And I'll tell people that. You see, when some folks say, you know me, no, you don't know me. You knew me. Yeah. You don't know me. You knew me. And this attitude and this mind that I got now uh, ain't into you. 
You can say that. You can. Don't act like you're afraid to tell the devil to go. Y'all love me? Where is his home? Hell, ain't it? We're trying to babysit him. Don't want to hurt the devil's feelings. You're out of here. I have a new mind and a new attitude. And my new mind and my new attitude is not going to put up with you being so immature. That ain't, now, I didn't write that in the book of Johnny Fields, but that would, I would have. It's in the book of Ephesians. And don't go say a pastor said, pastor didn't say it. This is scripture telling us there comes a time when we need a new attitude and a new mind. You cannot be a Christian and get saved and be doing the same things. You can't have the same behavior if you're saved, folks. It's impossible. You're living a lie. All right. Are you still with me? And do we want to talk about renewing? Whatever you will do, I'm good. Renewing is to bring back to a former condition. Right. I got to get back to where I was. You can be saved (coughs) and lose your way. That's right. You see, have you ever been, somebody, don't say uh, amen unless you've been there. I've been there. Have you ever been going good and doing good in your life and went backwards? And you have to ask God, God, get me back into where I was going good. You see, there, as pastors, you may, you, I'll say it, a lot of them won't. Sometimes I have to ask God to bring the fire back. Because sometimes you get a little worn down with all the issues and situations. Say, God, bring back the fire. Renew my mind. Give me that energy and that attitude to want to be the best pastor I can be. Yes. Do you understand what I want to be? You got some married folk up in here? Sometimes you have to get your mind renewed. You see, because you done got it worn down and raising kids and being the husband, being the wife, going to jobs and working and doing all those things. The kids don't understand that, but you understand it. They'll understand it one of these days. And, and you just need to be renewed. You be, as old folks say, whoa out. That's right. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You get tired. So every now and then, I have to ask God to renew me. Give me that back again because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Right. Do you understand? When I was laying in the hospital, you know that last time with that bone cancer thing going on, and I'm laying up there, and, and uh, that pain was, you know, bone cancer got one of the worst pains you can have. And after that, I was about 10, Lord, you need to take me up out of here, because I told my wife and my children, I said, I can't live like this. Well, they hadn't found out that it was bone cancer yet, but when they found out that it was, uh, and they went in and done that radiation and all that stuff, and you all know the story, six hours after the radiation, I'm walking out to the hospital. Because we thought it was, they thought it was something else. Well, but I was so worn down from that. And the doctors told me, we don't know how you took that pain for that long. Well, I just thought I wasn't going to be no wimp. But guess what? I, I'm renewed a new attitude. Something hurt me from now and I'm wimping. Right. <laughs> I'm going to the hospital. You understand? But it wore me down, Brother George. And it broke my, broke my spirit. Now, I told you all, it broke my spirit because that was hurting, man. But so I had to get my mind renewed and my attitude and I'm back, you know, been back, and I came back and was fired up and ready to go. How can you not be when you go that far down and you're able to come back you to, to deal with that, you see? But, uh, yeah, I didn't walk around the hospital, you know, joy, and no, I was hurting, folks. And, and it's, a, it's a blessing because doing that, it let me know two things, who I was and who I wasn't. All right, read, please. And renewing actually gives you strength. Yeah, renewing gives you what? It'll give you strength because you've been worn down a little bit. See, that's why we make emotional decisions. When you, make it, when you get wore out too much, you start making decisions through what? Emotion. 
your senses. You see, you can't do that. You can't do that. All right? Is this a good class? Yes. All right. All right. And renewing will make you new spiritually. It will make you what? New spiritually. It'll make you new spiritually. You want a new spirit. I'm ready to go. 2019. We're walk, we going into 2019. We ain't waiting for game time. We're going into it ready to go, right? That's right. Yeah, we're going to be like, what's his name? Mahone? We're ready, we ready to be. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready right now. I'm telling you right now where he's at right now because everybody loves him now. Yeah, I'm getting ready to get rid of Aaron Rodgers if he don't do something next year. <laughs> I'm switching teams here pretty soon. Yeah, I'll be wearing, wearing something else, but do uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, can, uh, he, he, but see, Kansas City's been renewed by a football team. The energy, you see, and they got a new idea. That old team wasn't cutting it, but they got a new team, and the fans are renewed in their spirit. Come on here. You can do that in your household. Yeah, you can. You can bring a new attitude. The Holy Ghost will bring a new attitude and a new spirit in your household, household and in your relationship. Yes. yes, he'll cause you all to fall in love again. Yes. He'll cause you all to fall in love again. Yes. Amen. Sitting next to somebody, you better be saying amen really loud. <laughs> you men to be going by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> uh, you can see, I'm going to hear about this because my wife watches this after uh, Sunday night, so Monday there'll be a note there. <laughs> Remember what you said? <laughs> she tells me all the time, you know, she gets to me and says, you need to listen to that little preacher up there <laughs> on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Go ahead. Renewing is also to regenerate. To regenerate. This is what we want. We're going in 2019 regenerated. You can't get better unless you want to be better. Because nothing from nothing leaves nothing. We going in, none of us are satisfied in here where we're at. We want what God wants us to have in every aspect of our life. Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. Amen to that? All right. Also to repair. To what? Repair. Because there's been some damage done in 2018. Need to, need to be repaired. You know, that needs to be repaired. You see, you can only take so many hits. You can only take so many hits, and you gotta, it's got to be repaired, right? That's right. Uh, you know, remember the, the, the bone cancer? They've done the radiation to kill that stuff. Well, there's some spiritual radiation you need sometimes because you, you're hurting and you're wounded and bruised in some areas of your life, and you need to be healed. There's some things that need to be repaired. There's some relationships in here that need to be repaired. There's too many people in here for it not to be. Ask God to repair your relationship. And never think it's safe. Edit it. Don't wait till it's falling apart. All right? Also to restore. And to restore. Or revive. Or revive. You want to be revived? You don't have to go to... Re see, years ago, they used to have what they call revivals. You see, and they'd have them every year. I need a revival almost every week. No, I ask God to revive my spirit. You see what I'm saying? Revive my spirit. Because if you're given something, it weakens you. That's right. Does that make sense? That's right. Where am I at on this paper? We're still on the definitions renewing. Oh, okay. It's over here then. Okay. And we want to revive. See, don't y'all look at me like I don't know. You should say, wow, he didn't know that and he's still that good? All right, go ahead. <laughs> want to be revived to freshness. To what? Freshness. I want to be fresh. 
Just this for the this for the couples in here. Do this. Do this. Do look at your spouse, or, or if you're in a relationship, look and say, "I want our relationship refreshed." You can do it with a friend. I want our relationship refreshed. I want God to come in and refresh our relationship. Are you where I'm? Are y'all going where I'm going at? Are you going where? And now look up, God. I want our relationship refreshed. All right, this is good teaching. Sometimes I like having fun. Y'all know that. Sometimes I feel like I'd be sitting out there listening to me. Go ahead. <laughs> and also, we want to be revived to perfection. We want to be revived to what? Perfection. That's what we're about over here. We do the Lombardi thing over here. We're striving for perfection, and if we fall, the worst thing will happen is excellence. We're not good enough yet. We're still striving for perfection. My 35 minutes is up. All right, go ahead and stop when we can stop at, and we'll continue. And to transform from natural enmity to the love of God and want, his word. I want to transform my life from the natural. I want to transform it into the word of God. When I transform, and the Holy Spirit transforms my life into the word of God, with the stuff I use, I can't lose. Come on here. Amen to that. Is that it? Can I stop there? Okay. Okay. We'll go ahead and do uh, the Ephesians verse 24. So we need to put on the new self. We need to put on the new self. Created to be like God. So we're going to put on the new self to be created to be like who? God. Who are you created in the image of? So you should be God-like. That's right. All right? Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. Amen to that? Give God a hand clap. Give God a hand clap. 